I'm Chris Mosher, and you're watching The Winchies, only on The CW. I'm Jeremy Green. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we talk about every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and then we ran out of those episodes, so now we're going to The Winchesters, the Jensen Ackles-backed prequel project that is unfortunately dead in the water as of the recording of this episode. It is as dead as... Dean Winchester, I guess. That's probably a real shitty joke to a lot of people. Sorry Damn. about that, everybody. Damn, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know where I was going with that. And then you just end what up in a bad place. Uh, you got a dark energy, man. I, I do, man. I feel like I'm going dark side, Chris. <laughs> Woo! Uh, how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. This is... Uh, we are, we've recorded some episodes early, so this is the week that Monster of the Week will be coming back for a lot of people. Uh, ah. They won't hear this episode for like another three or four weeks, but it's exciting because it's, I think it's, we've already gotten some feedback of like, oh my God, I listened to the first episode on Patreon. And because patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week get episodes early. And they were mm. like, oh, the, 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 ep- the outro music makes me so nostalgic. And I'm like, well, that's very sweet that it makes me feel old. So yeah, yeah. We can be nostalgia for people. My generation is obsessed with nostalgia, so it was only natural that uh, I became a nostalgia. You know, by um, I guess she would be a niece, although she's it's her mom is my stepsister, so I don't know if I really need to go to like step niece for this or anything. But um, she's she just graduated high school, listens exclusively to like seventies and eighties hair metal. Like it's yeah. all classic rock stuff, and it's almost like an aesthetic. Like so, she's, you're saying that she rocks? She rocks. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. absolutely cool. She 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 can talk a better game with that music than I have, and I like <laughs> lived through some of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's not, very dude, fantastic. nothing better than being a senior in high school and, and having an ultra specific taste in music. <clears throat> what what was your ultra specific? The Smiths and like eighties uh, sad British music. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I guess mine was Tori Amos or like. Yeah, dude, you were in your bag. Like I wasn't listening to anything that was like outside my my field of view. I, I yeah. listened to hardcore punk and uh-huh. then like Brit pop, and that was it. We've had this conversation so many times. We should we move should on talk about to the, the episodes. <laughs> what are I we doing? Your story? No, no. I think I was done. I'm not even sure how we got here. I think we just started chatting again. Last time on the Winchesters. <laughs> When an old family friend, Tracy, is pulled back into the life, Mary and the gang are called in to assist with the case. There, they are confronted by the literal ghosts of Tracy's past as John Winchester becomes the unwitting but unsurprising host of A Vengeful Spirit and comes face to face with his own unresolved anger. Though the gang saves the people and hunts the things, Mary knows now more than ever how hard it is to get out of the life, and if she's going to do it, she has to do it the right way. No unresolved questions, no running away. She'll have to face what's next if she ever wants to be free. Don't know why I took it to that level, but I did. But I do want to talk about Mary for a second. Okay, before we talk about the episode description? Or... Do, do the episode description, and I'll, I'll come back to Mary. Today we are discussing the Winchester Season 1, Episode 7, Reflections. It all adds up. The hunt heats up, and Mary and John find trails that lead back to their fathers. Carlos helps Mary investigate the Akrita. Wait, 
helps Mary investigate where the Akrita might be hiding, but they discover more than they bargained for. Meanwhile, Millie steps in to help Lodica, Ada, and John to decipher notes left behind, and they stumble upon a way to get some answers. Richard... Uh-oh. <laughs> Shit. Richard Spite... No. I, Spate, I think it rhymes with eight. <laughs> Richard Spate Jr. directed this episode written by David H. Goodman and Robbie Thompson. Original air date was 12-6-22. Every episode of The Winchesters is available to stream on the CW app and CWTV.com the day wow. after broadcast for free and without a subscription, login, or authentication required. Thank you. Unless you live in the UK where this show is still not available. <laughs> That's a huge bummer. What, um, tell yeah, me just Barry Winchester stuff. I'm, I'm I, always I've here. been thinking about like what Mary's character arc is, and 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 when I wrote that corny little line at the end there about how she has to leave hunting the right way. It can't be because she screwed something up so bad that she had to run away from the life, which we've seen the boys do occasionally. There would be, uh, you know, oh, Dean's lost in purgatory. Sam doesn't know what to do and runs over a dog, so he's gonna leave the life. Like, nope, they were never like tying things up passing it on to the next generation or whatever it is that they needed to do to resolve things and i like that they're trying to put mary on that path and i hope that they're able to stick the landing with that where she didn't just run away from the life she didn't just fall in love get married and then just decide okay i'm done now this is all going to be a secret um they're building an arc for her where she is going to hopefully resolve this part of her life and be able to walk into the next step and not just be fleeing from it you know and i don't again i don't know mary had a complicated life you know we, we see her at the beginning with as a mother who dies and then blah 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 that she comes back 11 years whatever 30 years later i don't know um and then is still not able to kind of grapple with the life you know she immediately goes back into hunting instead of like trying to remain out of it i don't know I don't really know where I was going with any of that, but it's just interesting that they're setting up this arc. At the same time, I think John's is a lot more obvious. They're just humanizing him. Yeah. They're just showing the, you know, yes, he was anger, angry. Yes, he was afraid. Yes, he took it out on his kids. It it created a lot of pain for Sam and Dean, but we're getting a look at his own pain, and it just it just fleshes him out, makes him more three-dimensional. Um, and, but, and I think that's just what they're doing with Mary. They're making her a, a better, more fleshed-out character. I'm... um. Barry Winchester, I think, is one of the most fascinating characters in the Supernatural universe right now, um, specifically because a lot of this is portrayed uh, by McDonnelly and the Winchesters, but also just like the overall story that we, we that we know about her. Um, and it's it's difficult to talk about completely because you're still in kind of a, a spoiler mode territory. Um, yeah. and, and we get, obviously, you, you as you might imagine, the next six or seven episodes gives us more character development for Mary Winchester, but I don't want sure, to, sure. I don't want to remove your, you experiencing those in, 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 in that situation. But I always find it interesting that, it's always been fascinating to me that the fandom hates her so much sometimes that you, you will find people that like really, really like her because of the way she treated boys I, or whatever. I do remember that, the, how yeah. much there was, there was a lot of anger about when she came back and then she couldn't like be a mom to Dean or Sam, but like she, those were two adult men. She didn't know them. Yeah. And I, you know, and it brings up some weird, like, you know, metaphysical questions. And I feel like we talked about this a lot as we were going through season 11, um, where the, or season 12, where she comes back. I don't remember quite the way. I think, I think she, it's the it's beginning, the it's finale like the of season of 11. 11. And then, yeah. So basically there's the last few seasons where she's around. Um, like, do you age in heaven? 
do you mm. grow in maturity in heaven? Like the the heaven is presented by supernatural was mostly like, oh, you sit here and like your happiest memory and you relive it over and over again, which doesn't seem like it gives you a lot of yeah. opportunity for for growth. And so like coming back as a, you know, 40 something woman to deal with your, well, she's probably 50 something woman to deal with your 30 year old kids that you haven't seen in 30 years that are. See, uh, my interpretation, even though the actress had aged, whatever it was, 10 years from, she was from still the pilot like a 24 year old, right? Like she was I, still I super still young. sort of interpreted her like canonically as the same age she was when she, when she died. So yeah. maybe, maybe we call her 30. Right. And how many years did she have as a, as a mom versus how many years did she have as a hunter? Yeah. Um, she had four years with Dean, and then Sam had just come along, and then probably you know adjusting to to new motherhood. That's that's just such a different phase of life than to have teenage sons or adult sons. Like she didn't go through that arc, so it almost makes sense, especially with the context of the Winchesters. No matter how much she wanted to get out of that life, she comes back now. The her support system, as John had Mary as his support system, clearly needed her in order to remain normal. I think in a lot of ways she's probably she probably needs him to be able to. They they need each other to be able to yeah. stay on the path and and get out of the life. Which is probably um, why you got she, that like ill advised three hundred episode where like you know John Winchester right, from the past right. comes in and they're a big happy family and you're like what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, that, this? That, that was very weird. But you know <laughs> within the context now of the Winchesters, it's Mary. This is this was her life. This is what she knew. And when she came back, a fish out of water, a person out of time, what is she supposed to do? She falls back into the life that she knew for most of her existence, which was hunting. It is. And couldn't really reconcile with any of that. I didn't mean to go off on this whole tangent. No, no, no. This this is good. This this is what we have a podcast for. And hey, you can keep your mom waiting. It's her birthday. Who cares? (laughs) I'm talking about the Winchester's mom right now, okay? Uh, Talking to Jeremy, mom. It's more important. Um, But yes, I agree with you. I I think it's... And this is the part, I think, of the Winchesters where I started getting... I Like, I liked the cast when we first started, when like, we first started mm-hmm. watching it. I in- was really more curious than anything about, like, how they could make me, like, really get into it. Uh, the first episode kind of sold me on just, like, the general outlines of it. And then as we got a little deeper, I was like, oh, they're kind of going for it. We're dealing, like, mm-hmm. literally dealing with Mary traumas, Mary's trauma on the screen. John has to deal with, like, his anger and his emotions. He's learning to do fucking meditation. Like, we're uh-huh. we're getting kind of wild. And it was this episode where I was like, okay, like, this feels like a classic Supernatural episode in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm, so I'm just, I guess all of that to say is like, this is the point where I was, I started like, okay, I need to watch all of these at once. Like I have mm-hmm. to know what this ends because it feels so different. Like, I feel like at this point, if you look at Mary and you look at John at what they're going through, young Mary and young John, like it's really difficult to put those together with the John and Mary that we know from a few years from now. And I, I, I was so fascinated with how they were going to marry those concepts together. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's kick into it. Well, there's a few more things I want to talk about, but I think we'll just get to it as it comes up. So, I mean, we, we can just, with, with we can another, just end the podcast. Um, I mean, like, if you if you, <laughs> you did only have a couple no. of things to say, is that... No, that's fine, that's fine. Um, we start off with Dean doing his voiceover. Uh, comes a time in every hunt when the fighting starts and the difference between winning and losing uh, isn't whether you have the holy water, the wooden stick, or the silver bullet. It's whether you've got the grit to get the job done. That 
It doesn't really. No, no. Pretty, I think kind sometimes of broad blanket s- statement on this one. Sometimes you need. Sometimes you just need the the actual weapon to kill something. I think. Like a sometimes lo- it is just about having a, a silver bullet. A lot of supernatural episodes are like, oh, we have to figure out what kills this. They do it in this episode, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Like we have to figure out the thing. It's to Literally, kill the- they have to just do it. In this. Uh, There's but very maybe, little grit involved in this. Although now that uh, I'm thinking about it, it, thematically that works because it's very clear that the the the, the box breaks at the end of the episode. So obviously they don't yeah. have that that you know that true hey true. they don't have um, the silver bullet but anyway john and mary are sneaking up on the on the radio tower that they found the location of in the last episode they suspect the accredo were here and using the radio tower to attract monsters uh they go in to investigate the place uh it's all trash there's bullet holes on the, in the walls furniture is knocked over uh and then mary finds uh something rather terrifying it's her it's her father's bag Thankfully, he stitches his name and all of his belongings. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I would have loved for this to be a pair of underwear with like a fucking Sharpie yeah. Samuel in the back of the, the, you know, just a pair of dirty Hanes, dirty and bloody These are my Hanes. father's skid marks. These are my father's skid marks and they're covered in blood. And John is like, I don't like this family Ooh. anymore. I am out. <laughs> I am done. I'm going to go marry. So, I'm going to go marry a cop. <laughs> it's a it's a clue, but not a great sign. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Lata and Carlos are struggling to, to open up that that box i don't know if we've named it at this point in the episode the ostium i believe it's called mm-hmm. uh they're trying to figure out what what can they do with this this thing's supposed to kill the akrita um ada shows up she was gone last episode she shows up um she said she helped her son or her son helped her find some more information on the, the men of letters she tracked down this kind of stash of information she defeated a werewolf on the way as now she's back she's got that info let's start digging into this man they spend so much dialogue uh like so much just fucking so many seconds talking about tony and shell corporations you know, and all of this one stuff of this, and i'm like it, wow it's like a strength and a weakness of the show because they want to give depth to everybody but sometimes you just you just need to show us and stop telling us everything they um they're just they're they pile on details a lot of times mm-hmm. and it's still it's very character building it's very like exposition writing and it's not even like to criticize that it's just we're still in season one of a show and i understand they're they want to remind us now ada's not just the person who finds the info she's not just the lore master she can kill a werewolf too but it's so many words it's so many words that they gave i us. think it's i think it's frustrating now uh, just knowing that the show has, has been canceled, like knowing mm-hmm, we probably, mm-hmm. without some kind of crazy uh, campaign, um, which I, I still I really have no faith that like Twitter campaigns and I stuff like Warrior that. I think Warrior Nun just got renewed. It did, yeah. Uh, I mean, but like, <laughs> so you know, never say never, I guess. But also, probably never going to see anything about Tony again. So I'm glad that I know that him and him and Ada are coming to terms with one another. Yeah, uh, right. Meanwhile, Mary is beating herself up quite a bit, uh, having missed her dad again, and then they as she gets angry and throws whatever she has in her hand at this car, they hear more banging coming from the car. Uh, they open the trunk and there's a dude, uh, except it's not actually a dude. It's a guy possessed. Uh, it's a guy named Hector possessed by an Akrita. Um, it's really weird to me that the, the Akrita insects can just possess humans. And then they, Dude. when they leave, when they're no longer possessing the humans, they they just turn into insects again. Like it's fucking bonkers. Like I my, am. <laughs> so my heart just... rate must've spiked when I watched this. I got so fucking mad. <laughs> I, they are spooky little bug aliens and they're they act like fucking snarky pop culture demons. The way that this dude acted, it made me so mad. I called him grumpy. I, 
I'm so mad. They should be like weird and alien and strange, and they're trying to like manipulate a, a human brain so that they can sound normal. But instead, they're just like, "Hey, where's Johnny?" He I want say this that, dude. But... I want this dude to act like uh, um, Vincent. I can't remember, I never remember how to pronounce his name, but Vincent Dofrenino or whatever in the first Men in Black movie, right? Like the look. I where, wanna, yeah, I wanted to act like he's possessed. Oh, by, by a, a bug, bug. man. <laughs> by a bug. I, I wanted to act, act like, like a, a bug. bug. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but he's acting like us, just like he just watched a bunch of HBO. I'm sorry, he watched a bunch of Max <laughs> before he got tied up in the in the <laughs> trunk. Now that's a nitpick. That's a nitpick. Yeah, this Akrita mm-hmm. has possessed this person basically to pass along a message, right? Um, but we we also learned that he the Akrita has fried the person that it that it took over, right? Yes. Yeah. He says. But that, then throughout like, the rest of this episode, they they go on to be like, wait, we can't kill them. We can't kill the host because those are real people. But I just thought you told me that you kill like the, the, a human can't body can't handle having an Akrita in it. Yeah. That's what I thought. But you know what? I guess this one just rode him real hard. I don't know. Probably so. Um, Hector. Uh, Mary punches him a lot. Uh, John threatens him a lot, but he just says he's there to uh, say that they're done. They're not. They don't need any more monster essence, and their their plan is over. And then he says, "Long live the queen!" And then he just falls over and dies, presumably unpossessing the body. Although, even though supernatural has long made possession like a cloud of smoke entering envy of the mouth, we don't really see any of that, um, which is yeah. fine. Uh, we switch over to our villain, uh, Roxy. Rockin' Roxy, as she is credited in the <laughs> in the episode. She arrives to her lab where she has a scientist bug uh, who is having a lot of trouble doing whatever he needs to do to the monster essence. And she threatens him and says, like, hey, uh, if you don't do it, I will, uh, I'm will. i going to hurt like you." We body. even get the sniffling, like, yes, master. Yeah, I'll get it done. <laughs> uh, I just need a little more time. He's a bug! He's just a bug. Why is he, why is he gonna? Why is he a geek? I guess. I guess because why is he a sniveling dweeb? He's a bug. <laughs> she says that he possessed this dude specifically because he was good at this stuff. So maybe there is like the idea of yeah, the, the personality comes through. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. But he still should be more bug like. I agree with you. Like, yeah, I wanted. I just think I everyone that should direction. be more bug like in general. That's <laughs> in general, just, a just general in real life. Con- yeah. Like, yeah. I would. I would uh, actually probably enjoy TikTok if everybody was acting like less like. More like bugs and less like whatever they're doing on TikTok. So exactly, I just you know I think that we lack that kind of sense of otherness, that sense of weirdness or yes. horror, mm-hmm. and like that you get we you know there hasn't been a lot of stuff in Supernatural except for maybe Lucifer when when he possessed Sam, like we would see him in the visions where where we'd see Jared Padalecki acting so different that it felt fucked up, you know, like. That's what I want to see from these Akrita, where they they are pretending to be human. I'm just belaboring the point at this point. Um, so Acre- I do like this this colony aspect of the Akrita. I think that's cool. Yeah. The fact that they have like a queen bee at the center of it, and they have all the worker bees all around it. They're all connected. To- I think that's cool. Um, Hector, the 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 Akrita possessing Hector comes in and tells uh, Roxy. Uh, that John let slip that they have the box that can kill them. Um, and Roxy mm. th- thinks that is very interesting. Um, also, during this conversation, uh, Roxy tells the the sniveling character that the dig has begun, which will be a little bit important later. Uh, we jump back over <laughs> yeah. to the Scooby gang, where Mary is very rushed and obviously worried about her dad. Uh, Lata finds the name for the box. It's an ostium, which Carlos explains means an opening in the body and is wondering if it's a mouth or something else. And Lata says, uh, let Let's just stick with the mouth for now. Um, but they found notes on this thing, uh, but they can't f- figure out what it says because the handwriting is so bad. And as they pass around the notes, they realize, oh, 
this is John's dad, Henry's handwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Mary finds a hotel key in her dad's bag and is like, well, this is a clue. I need to go do this clue stuff with Carlos. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go haunt this clue. Uh, John's, yeah, because John, John has the best shot of, of deciphering his father's handwriting, so he can't go off and gallivant with Mary anymore. But when they tell him that, he immediately comes up with a way to uh, pass this this chore on to somebody else so he can go gallivant with Mary. <laughs> That's the first and thing that he so, does. <laughs> not only is it his father's terrible handwriting, but it's it's uh, men of letters shorthand. Yes. So they first need to decipher what the shorthand says and then decipher his handwriting. So it's going to be, you know. Ada says something to John here where she's like, you know, your, your dad was an initiate. It, so he was taking notes with the other men of letters and I, and John just looks at her like this is this this is powerful information but I feel like what John is thinking is like he wasn't even a fucking men of letters and he yeah. abandoned us like what the fuck like he was an initiate Damn. like he wasn't even Damn. an actual guy like I thought he was a wizard and now you're telling me that he's the broom the wizard yeah. uses no <laughs> Abaddon probably didn't even want to kill him <laughs> probably killed him by accident it was Not, collateral damage thought, thought he didn't even know he was a men of letters oh <laughs> Um, they, uh, Carlos and Mary go outside loading up in the van and Carlos immediately recognizes what's going on with Mary and says, Hey, this stuff with your dad is not your fault. And she's like completely not listening. And he tells the story of his parents dying, uh, saying that he wanted a new guitar to be a rock star. So his parents to earn some extra money, uh, went to Phoenix to do this corporate gig. I'd love to know more about this situation it sounds that's an amazing piece of just character history uh unfortunately they ran across some ghouls and they never came home to the hotel that they were staying at and uh carlos says you know it took me a long well first off mary says carlos that isn't and then she catches herself like that's not your fault and realizes oh i see what yeah, he did there that's he, yeah he yeah. fucking got me um and then carlos says that the only people responsible for killing my parents um, I wrote in my notes, were those parents? <laughs> so obviously I have some shit to work out. Yeah. It's oh, definitely yeah. were those ghouls, which mm-hmm. supposed to be. I love that, that Carlos uses Mary's hero complex against herself. Hero complex sounds like I'm insulting her, mm-hmm. but like. Guilty though, conscience. Like, no, yeah. I did this. I screwed up. I have to fix this because I'm the good guy. You know, it's like that typical like protagonist vibe that, you know, mm-hmm. we get in stuff like this. Sam and Dean certainly had it. And Carlos just uses that like his own story and throws that at her in such a way where she has to admit, oh, forces out of my control aren't my fault. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos also says like, uh, what she says, you know, how did you let go of the guilt and he says i didn't uh and says something to the extent of like i know i'm supposed to be like really encouraging right now but we know, both know i'm a terrible liar the only way i could get past this was just by getting revenge and one day i will find those ghouls and i will kill them and i will feel better and i find this really fascinating because it colors so much of the main supernatural series of th- that we have discovered so many times through so many examples on this sh- on this in the supernatural universe that revenge doesn't work it doesn't satisfy right. it never works and it's just if there's anything that can really like really bring hunters together. We talked a lot about this in the last few episodes where making hunters into this like kind of tribe with very similar characteristics to one another. The one thing I would like about that is like, they're all out for revenge, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and once they Mm -hmm. get their revenge, it's not satisfying. So now they have to keep going for it. They have to find revenge right. for everything else. I find that really they're fascinating. All, they're all living post-revenge. They're an entire group of individuals living exactly. post-revenge. Yeah. And they're emptier for it, but they still have to find a reason to keep going. Um, Every hunter yeah, is Logan I, from, the, from the popular movie Logan. <laughs> right. They, uh, so the, Carlos mentions that he killed all but two of these ghouls, and one day I'll track down those other, those other ghouls. And I just kept thinking, those are the ghouls that got... 
um, John Winchester's new girlfriend, the Milligans, Adam Milligans, you know, Adam, Adam Winchester, Adam Milligan, his mom was killed by a ghoul. He was killed by a ghoul too, wasn't he? He oh. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. Also I have to by assume ghouls. it was the same two ghouls. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Yeah, they're really setting up some ties into the universe. There's some other. Yeah. There's some other ties into mainline supernatural. We're going to get into later that I like that they did. Um, uh, meanwhile, John arrives back at the at the at the studio uh, where they have, um, and he's arrived with Millie because yeah. if anybody knows her husband's handwriting, it's Millie. And she, I wrote, yeah, I wrote John's mom, and I was like, I can't be writing John's mom. We are the we, we are the mom, worst. The yeah. mom erasure you of the didn't, podcast. You didn't I gotta even, go learn that it's Millie. You didn't even name Adam's mom in this. So I feel real bad. Not mom Milligan. I can know her mom last Gilligan. name now. Um, she immediately wants to kind of know what's going on, right? Like, if I'm going to help you, like, I have to kind of know what's happening. And he's like, we're saving the world. And and she like, starts laughing. She's like, you're not serious. And looks around at Lata and Ada and is like, oh, you guys are absolutely serious. Let me let me start to get to work. Uh, meanwhile, Carlos and Mary, on the way back from the hotel room, uh, where you don't have any leads, when they are pulled over by a mean cop. Uh, and as the cop comes up on one side... Roxy comes up on the other side, and Mean yeah. Cop takes Carlos away. Dude, Bug Cop. Bug Cop, <laughs> dude. Bug Cop. Uh, <laughs> so he takes Carlos away so that Roxy can then uh, talk to Mary alone. Uh, Mary immediately draws her knife, and Roxy is like, you can kill this body, but you can't kill me, and like checks herself out in the mirror and is like, I am so hot right now. <laughs> I'm just what like, what is happening? Why You're a bug bomb. <laughs> what are you you're doing? You're a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think humans are hot? That's weird. Is this bug horny for humans? And again, I think that the conceit is that they are connected to the personality and the brain yeah, yeah, yeah. of the individual. So that's how they express themselves. Otherwise, they'd be like... You know, doing shit like that. Which again, imagine if they were just making fucking those noises with subtitles at the dude, bottom. Dude, oh, I would, I would fucking die. And like Ada or somebody could understand bug with oh, magic. Man. You know? Dude, you're speaking my language right now. Um, they why aren't we writers? Why aren't we writers? This is so easy to write something. You can just talk it in the air and it exists. Uh, Roxy and um, Mary have this whole conversation. Roxy wants the ostium. Um, even though she says nothing on this earth can kill her. Dude, you know it's the 70s because she's like, I'll meet you at a fucking phone I'll booth I'll meet you later. at a phone booth later. And she offers a deal. Like, if you pick up the phone, bring the box to the location that we're going to tell you, I'll give you back your dad. Um, and she knows that Mary's going to do it if she wants her, you know, precious father. Walks off. They let Carlos go. Uh, except Carlos has a trick up his sleeve. He has slipped a hex bag into the cop car. And he knows that their own Samantha Steven, so, a.k.a. Dude, Ada. This, this is the move where, like, the conversation would have been would have been between Roxy and Dean and Sam would have been brought into the back of it yep. and he would have just stuck like a microchip like mm-hmm. uh, tracker device. Yep. But now mm-hmm. it's going to be a hex bag, which is fine. We that's that's Canada. We that's established that you can love do that it. with the hex bag. Um, I just I love that they're like, well, it's the seventies. He can't just be you know putting a homing beacon in the back of the car. Did you get the Samantha Steven reference by any chance? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Um. It's it's just a it's bewitched. Oh, because oh, 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 he calls Ada like um uh the the, the, the Samantha Stevens because she's a witch. So gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, 
couple weird 70s references in here that I was really getting off to. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, they go back I'm to glad this, you were able to get off to the 70s. I, that's you know, that's I do, on you, brother. I do that's like on to, you. Some, I'm, I'm 40-something years old, Chris. Like, I've run out of the normal stuff. I'm pure <laughs> weird now. <laughs> Nothing normal works at all, including, like, medicine. You got to dip a couple decades I, back. I, it is I, what it is. I got to have weird fetishes and weird medicine to keep myself alive, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. Um Tell your mom you'll be right there if she's texted you right now. Just tell her, <laughs> tell her that I will be. I'll, I'll let you go pretty soon. As soon as we get ta- done talking about my weird fetishes. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Jeremy's telling me about his fetishes. Could be fine. <laughs> Carlos and Mary come back to the studio, uh, fill in the rest of the Scooby Gang. Uh, they got to figure out how to get this box working. Um, meanwhile, Millie takes a break from uh, reading the chicken scratch of her dead husband and is startled to find Ada's like potion shop slash. Uh, Garden? She's like, you got a whole apothecary in here? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, are you are you a wizard? <laughs> are you? Yeah. Um, and she's been kind of, she's kind of over having this many children around. And she says, you know, yeah. how do you handle these kids? And Ada says, I pretend they're in charge and I drink. Um, I love that. I love that she says, I pretend they're in charge. In the, <laughs> or I let them think that they're in charge yeah, or yeah, whatever. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I like this, this scene a lot because there's been a kind of a coldness with Millie and Ada when they first met. Uh, because obviously Ada knew Henry and mm. Millie did not know <laughs> Ada. So it's a little yeah. weird that Ada has like all of this information. And she says like, Hey, Henry, you know, just so you know, he was really worried that his vocation, he was worried about what his vocation was doing to his marriage. And, you know, that's why he was considering separation is to protect you and John. And Millie just says like, I'd, sure would have been nice to hear that and Ada's like yeah I know I told him that I told them that if I had what he had I would do anything to protect it so they kind of bond even though they don't really know each other um right and they talk about like Millie being worried about losing John the same way and Ada interrupts and says you know John isn't like Henry he's way more open if only he's way fucking angry <laughs> he's so mad and they both at the same he's got time way more mental illness so much more so many more problems that we're gonna have to yeah. deal it can be a weapon or it can be a shield they, Millie's like I don't know if that's how I want not, to look at I don't it. think that's not, that's accurate Millie I don't think we need to say that out loud um and then they toast because they talk about uh Tony a little bit and they toast to their boys um and then Ada shows her the locator spell which kind of vibrates the map a little bit um um, I feel like I feel like map tech in the supernatural universe. This is you could just tell this is kind of a low budget operation, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> do you remember when we would find something, the whole map would light on fire? There would be like one. Yeah. And like now a we gotta have mile. a little like piece of grass grown through a piece of fabric, <laughs> you know? But you you make do. Somebody make somebody do. somebody off off frame just shaking the map, and fucking Millie yeah. is like, oh, yeah. I've never. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, they um. We go back to the main cast uh, where uh, Carlos is jamming out to uh, a blind faith song, uh, which I don't know if you know this song, Chris, but it's really, really good. I don't, but I, I uh, all the song choices in this to show are, are really good. Have we talked about, I can't remember if we talked about the episode titles or not. Did you know that every episode title is a song? I should have, but I don't know what a single one of these episodes is called. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called uh, Reflections. Um and I, I vaguely remembered knowing the the reflections because it was a Supreme song, and I remember my my mom listening to the Supreme sometime. Um, and so I looked it up because I was curious what the lyrics were. Uh, and if you put the song on, you're like, "This is 
kind of a weird scent thing and then the scent thing goes away and you're like oh this is just a boppity bop this is a good bop <laughs> and then the lyrics come on and it's through the mirror of my mind time after time i see the reflections of you and me reflections of the way life used to be reflections of the love you took from me oh i'm oh. all alone now no love to shield me trapped in a world that's a distorted reality happiness you took from me and left me all alone with only memories goodness <laughs> no i think it was last episode that we did they did joan of arc that leonard Cohen song yeah, is yeah. a cover of mm-hmm. it but uh, i listened to that song again after we recorded it was l- listening to the lyrics and i'm like oh it's like it's like a, a love story told as if it's the one part person is joan of arc and the other is the flames that burned her mm-hmm. um and just you know being consumed by that love or the, the and both of them being destroyed by it blah 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 whatever i'm like oh that's not good that's not good. That's a you know that's dark metaphor to be drawn here with uh mm-hmm. with John Winchester and his anger and all that stuff. Which is, but that makes it a more interesting and more inspired choice for that episode, especially since it focused so clearly on John's anger. Yeah, and if you go and you because I did I did a little bit of this today. Um, if we were a better podcast, we've been doing this on every episode. But I like absolutely. I I, I looked up the like lyrics for each episode um, and was kind of thinking back and like every single song that they choose uh, or that they chose as an episode title, like the lyrics are definitely thematic with like the themes of the episode or definitely complementary to the themes of the episode. So um, really just, you know, fun stuff. Like it's just, it's nice when people put little, I guess they're Easter eggs now (laughs) in modern parlance. I don't little references. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Carlos is jamming out. Lada tells him uh, that she has news. The, the ostium doesn't actually kill monsters. It teleports them somewhere else. She hasn't figured out where yet, though. Uh, but they have a good news. They, they've learned more about the Akrita. They're this invasive species uh, that like takes over a planet, kills everything on it, and lives on it for as long as they can until I have to go to another uh, world to live on. Uh, but they're connected to the queen. So if they manage to kill the queen, they'll kill all of the Akrita. So all they have to do is figure out how to power up the Ostium and then kill presumably Roxy being the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, Carlos's reaction to all of this is to be bummed out that the gang is going to have to split up. Now it's not the time, Carlos. Carlos says you guys can still hang out you guys can still hang out but he knows man he knows it's the end of high school yeah. you guys yeah. you guys aren't going to yeah. hang out in the summertime anymore you're going to be too busy like your, your friend group's going to break up you, you might have a group text carlos doesn't know what that is yet I, it's you know it's not ever going to be the same as it was the summer of 98 yeah, you know what i'm yeah. saying like it's just not going to happen i said the summer of 98 because i'm really going through it right now apparently Damn. I, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even like any of my high school friends jesus yeah. christ yeah. uh it was the summer of 09 for me and then Carlos, at the end uh, of his little speech, like as Ada comes up, a- Ada and Millie come up and are like, come down, you got to come look at this. Carlos just whispers to himself, I'm going to miss us. <laughs> He's going through it, man. He's going through it. Oh, poor guy. Um, Millie brings him downstairs. Uh, we mentioned that the plant grows at the spot where uh, the hex bag is. And it turns out it's at the same plant that they just were at to- into last ah. episode. Uh, what could they possibly be doing there? And as this Can't Find My Way Home song continues to play, we cut to a bunch of just random people. And again, some of the low-budget stuff on this is just awful. They're just digging. Um, one dude's yeah, like... Yeah, I thought that we had been here in a previous episode. I don't know if it's just the same set and not the same location. But yeah, it's just people like digging around in some rubble. <laughs> Cracking fingernails, though. You see this lady crack oh, her fingernails man. off? Miserable. What is with Supernatural? doing this apparently it's like a phobia of mine now we had to watch sam winchester get it pulled off in season three it happened again at some other point and now they're doing it again what's going on 
what's going on what is happening it's really gross looking uh there's an old man that's like just very weakly hitting a hammer against a wall on one side <laughs> like, try harder akrita come on akrita what are you doing why did you go down go down to the mma gym all right get some of those guys involved <laughs> get some blue collar guys why did you get an accountant from delaware to do yeah. this um you get an accountant and a librarian down in the tunnels that's not who you want down in the tunnels we go back to the scooby gang and they are determined to get the box working but lotta doesn't really have any leads and says that uh tricky dick will be in his second term by the time they figure it out referring to uh basically the john Win- john winchester voice that we have done for a long time uh of course mm-hmm. richard nixon uh carlos is horrified at the idea of a second term for richard nixon uh <laughs> but millie uh having been introduced to magic for the first time has found a spell in henry's notes Dude, do, doing a seance feels very 70s this, as well again this. this is just my my knowledge of the 70s is just from movies so and, and, but it just feels like a 70s thing to do and i and i dug that vibe um they have to they they can't read his handwriting so let's just summon henry and ask him directly what the hell this shit says um they need an object closely tied to him and they need um some very strong feelings to make a connection to him thankfully john's so fucking angry at his dad that you know that shouldn't be a problem i i love this this is very supernatural to me of like we have to find we have to find our feelings in order to make the plot go forward right uh yeah. <laughs> um and they immediately go to Millie, like, what about your wedding ring? She's like, sold that shit a long time ago. Fuck off. Uh, so, yeah. uh, and I love this line from John where they're like, D- do you do you have any things? And he says, does it have to be good feelings? And they literally look at the piece of paper like they're checking for fucking instruction. It's like, no, it just says strong here. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he walks off to go get this, go get something. And he looks very weird about it. Um, we... Switch back to Akrita digging. Uh, they're, you know, this old band from Delaware decides to go over to a different door uh, and they do some really bad, like, back and forth and change sets on us a couple of times during this whole reveal that they found uh, a this, I guess, like, cavern or some sort of chamber. And uh, there's, like, a different spooky door at the end. And they're very excited about the spooky door. So it's time. It's just funny because there's, like, tiled walls. Like, this is, like, a location. It's not just, yeah. like, a tunnel in the earth. It is. A, it's a location. And, yes, they've broken through a wall. But still. I, uh... I, I just think like there's a couple like when they break in and they look through it it's like one set and then when they start coming through it it's a different set oh and it's, yeah yeah it's yeah. just and I'm it's so, it's so pedantic to complain about stuff like that but also like it's it's obviously they were like a fucking my immersion it's, my immersion is breaking <laughs> it's a string and a prayer that they were making this show uh, on it's we're so lucky to get it at all like I feel like I mean, right, I, right, I'm so right. happy that we have it so I shouldn't really complain about that stuff but it is it is funny when you're watching it um as John brings back the music box, do you recognize the music box, Chris? I don't. It's from episode season eight, episode twelve. Did you wow. rec- did you recognize John's dad when he showed back up in a little no. bit? Is it the same actor? Yeah. I wasn't actually sure. I, I assumed it would be, but we only saw Henry that one time, so I, I, I couldn't really recognize him. This was uh, announced a little ahead of time, if I remember correctly, so uh, people were very curious how this was going to work. Um, and it being the you know second returning actor from the main series, I think people were pretty stoked. Uh, but yeah, in that episode where he shows up, where he talks to Sam and Dean, he talks about this music box and how he went back and, and made sure that John had it uh, before he uh. before he left. So it's just an interesting little bit of, of, of connective tissue that I, that I kind of liked. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not remember that at all. <laughs> just I was like, I think we know that music Thanks, box. Wiki. Let me look at, look, look at it up on the 
supernaturalwiki.com, the best supernatural wiki on the, on the, in, the, in the universe. And of course, they had a they had a note in there for it. So yeah, good, good, good. Anyway, John um, John hates this music box uh, because his dad gave it to him, um, and it played. They played it every night before he went to bed when when Henry was tucking him in. Millie points out that it was their song, uh, which um, I don't even I don't think I wrote down the name of the song. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and then when his dad left, uh, he and didn't come back. He kept playing it, thinking that his dad would would come back to it. And then when he realized his dad wasn't coming back at all, he threw it and broke it because he was so angry at it. So they got their anger. They got their object. They start the seance. They're chanting in Latin. They're holding hands. They're doing the whole thing. And the candles get blown out. But nothing happens. Beyond that, nothing happens. And they sit there for a minute, and then they realize, shit, it didn't work. Um, they also they established, hey, there's not going to be any time for small talk. We need to like get the answers. We don't know how long this is going to last. Well, it turns out it didn't last at all. It didn't work at all. Um, and all John can do is once again get angry that his dad didn't show up when he was needed. Uh, and he kind of like storms out of the room. And um, Barry goes to check on him. And again, John just says here, I'm not surprised that my dad didn't show up. Um, <laughs> he didn't show where, up. This is one of my other like immersion breaking things. And they've done this a couple of times on this show where they kind of kind of go into, I guess, like into therapy speak. Mm-hmm. where like, we're going to be open and honest. We're going to say the right things and we're going to unpack our trauma and discuss it in a help, healthy, helpful. But I just don't think that that's how people talk to each other. And so even though Mary is like saying all the right things to John to get him to open up. I, I kept thinking, like, is she is she a therapist? Did somebody coach her on this? Like, why? How is she saying all this? Um, yeah, yeah. It's a small little thing, but it just felt like very 2020s speak and not 1970s speak. But what do I know? Um, Are you saying that uh, all, Mary Winchester is Jonah Hill trying to groom his girlfriend into doing stuff that he, that he doesn't dude, approve? He's acting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I am. Um, but uh, all that aside, what's his name? Drake here. I wrote his name down because I should know his name. This Drake, one of the stars of the Dr- show. Drake Roger. Drake Roger is crushing it in this scene. Oh my god. He's yeah. like he's like he's there. He's in that place wherever he needed to go for John here to open up this huge wound, the biggest wound of his life. You know, he has his PTSD from war. He watched his friend die. He's been through a hell of a lot and he has a lot of unresolved issues and trauma, but his biggest wound is the wound left by the disappearance of his dad. Right. And, and everything that was left behind. And we learned more Uh, about this. Like he tell, eventually he opens up more to Mary and says that it wasn't just, he wasn't just mad at the music box because it made, because his dad didn't come back. Um, it was also something that he used to try to cover the noise of his parents fighting. And I don't know if you've ever, I feel like you have like this ideal family <laughs> life situation, like a very, I don't know, I could be totally off on that, but I have definitely heard parents fighting before as a child. And that's some like yeah, 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 yeah. deeply scarring bullshit of like, I've, yeah. I have seen, you know, knock down, drag out, screaming fights and been scared about them. So the idea of young John Winchester, like playing this music box to, drown out the noise of his parents fighting but he can still he says he can still hear his name so he knows they're Mm. fighting about him and he of course did what i think any child would naturally do and thought like well if i could just be better if i could do more like it really breaks a fucking child to to think that their his parents are arguing 
about him or something that he did. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, like they were arguing <laughs> and like John right, gets brought right. up in that. Like I very, very much doubt. And I don't even remember if the show goes into detail about this. I don't think it does, but I very much doubt it's like John is a bad person. He's a bad yeah, child. No, no, no. <laughs> that child has bad vibes. Like I don't think they're doing that. Um, but it's, it, it fucked him up. Um, yeah. Also, before we get into this next really emotional scene, I just want to mention this is the second time in the episode they dropped that uh, classic sad family supernatural uh, theme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the first time they do it over fucking nothing, and every time they put that song in when it's not appropriate, I get really mad because that's a really <laughs> good emotional sting yeah. audio it's cue. It's the song. And if you use it inappropriately, I get angry. Um, you should, yeah. This scene, so he, he you know goes through all of that, and then he lands on the truth that he's, maybe if he had been better or smarter, maybe his dad wouldn't have left. You know, it's that little scared kid inside of him. That's what he's finally getting to. He's pushing back that kind of almost like macho anger of it all. And he's finding the vulnerable thing underneath it. Uh, and Mary assures him that, you know, hey, your dad leaving was not your fault. And John says, then why does it feel like it is? And that's finally, that's the truth. And that's the real feeling that's what completed the seance. Suddenly, his father's ghost appears before him. Yep. Finally, it worked. He opened up it with his feelings. Uh, and Henry is there. And yes, it's very funny that she didn't recognize him. <laughs> I think that is very... I, I just, I mean, I assumed that it was the same guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not dogging on you well, or anything. I'm not just, like, no, no disrespect to this guy. It's, it's, why it's, would, it's one... Why would we care? It's one episode <laughs> from... That we covered... That she probably last watched, what, four years ago, probably? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> um, anyway, Henry is flickering in and out because uh, he's a ghost. Uh, Barry is introduced very quickly and then goes to, to get Bentley, leaving these two alone. Um, and Henry is like, I want to explain why I left and I'm like yes tell him about Sam and Dean this is gonna get good uh but no John doesn't have time for that the Krita are back uh and Henry immediately says you need to get the osteo I forgot he knows Sam and Dean <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like this is a dude who knows Sam and Dean it's crazy yeah. <laughs> um he he says they got to get the osteum, and they're like yeah we got that because we just don't know how to fucking run it it's like it needs to be recharged by a very special energy source everybody had a piece of this just in case this would happen uh and i hid mine in the jasmine vine that he planted at the garage which we've seen um early on in the episodes that this from ada's garden i believe mm-hmm. uh was a protection thing i believe in one episode or the other or maybe that's coming up and i just spoiled it for you either way it doesn't matter uh i find it very funny because he says like I, I knew it would be safe there because you know your mom hated that plant so much she would just not um she wouldn't go over there and i'm like i People who hate plants usually get rid of them. I do. Yeah. What are you doing? She's gonna let that thing die. Yeah, she's gonna <laughs> let that thing die and turn it into an advertisement. What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, um, it, it, this is a very powerful, emotionally charged. It scene. is. He, he's tearfully telling John mm-hmm. that he's proud of him, and and John knows the truth now. He knows that his father didn't just abandon him, didn't just hate him. That he was involved in the Men of Letters and was trying to keep his distance. I mean, he knows at least some of that truth. That doesn't make the pain go away, though. Um, that doesn't that doesn't you know heal that wound, even if it is in knowledge. Um, but I think hearing his dad say that he's proud of him does maybe go a step towards healing that wound a little bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it. I think it helps, right? Like it's a step, as you said. Right. Um, and I, I think Henry says something really interesting here. Uh, this is a dangerous world you stepped out to, stepped into. Watch out for yourself and your mom. And then, of course, he says, I'm proud of you, son. But that watch out for yourself and your mom feels 
very much like John Winchester being like, you need to watch out for you and you know, you need to watch out for Sammy Dean. Um, watch out for yourself and oh, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it just yeah. gave me gave me those like echoes of that. And I, oh, yeah, I think it's a pretty yeah. like a pretty like standard line. <laughs> like I don't know that it was specifically done it, but it like I know, but it, also yeah. like I, we're I, we're dealing I with. I choose <laughs> to believe that that's a parallel. Absolutely, purpose. like we're dealing with Winchesters and their dads and their sons. Like I feel like it has to be very. Uh, it was meant to do it. Uh, Millie comes in. Uh, right as he starts to fade away, um, presumably because John's not very angry, as, as angry anymore, right? That's which is very funny to yeah. me. Uh, Millie gets to hear uh, "Know that I love you, both of you," uh, right before he disappears. Uh, we skip the entire rock finding scene, which I'm I'm very grateful for, and just go immediately to we have rock now. Uh, yeah. And Lata thinks that it's a rock because it's so unusually structured that it's not a rock from Earth; it's a rock from Akritas' homeworld, and that if they basically this is an iphone charger it's an iphone charger yeah um basically or i, I guess it's like materia right like you just put yeah, this it rock actually looks quite, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. put the rock on exactly. the material and like, you make it purple and then it does purple damage right. uh which is what happens they put this thing on the ostium it sucks it in and it glows a little bit so now they it's going to open the portal back to the akritas homeworld where presumably they can do no more harm um mm. i thought this was it yeah this feels like an episode like this but is now we now we got to rock and we got to roll, but they rock and roll pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, this they're just they're, they're going to split into groups and they're going to roll into this this headquarters where they've tracked the Akrita. It's time it's time time to boogie. Yep. Um, Mary and John they go in together. They get inside this facility. Um, the idea, of course, is they're going to use the box, the ostium on the Queen on Roxy, but they don't want to use it on all the other guys because they don't know how much juice this thing's got. You know, so plus. All these people in here, they're just normal men. Just normal people. They're uh, just innocent men. <laughs> I love, Mary says, remember that they're all possessed, so we're going to do demon possession rules. And John says, don't worry, Mary, I got this, and picks up a trash can lid and whizzes at one of them, where it bounces off their stomach. And remember, yeah. I don't think that these, like, I don't think that when you get possessed by the Akrita that you have superpowers. Like, you're not, no. you're just normal guy. Like, and this dude just yeah. got hit in the tummy with a fucking trash can lid and was like, what in the fuck did this guy just do? Yeah. Are you what? a are you huh? a ninja turtle? Like, what are we you doing? throw a frisbee at me? What, <laughs> what are we doing right now? Is your name Raphael? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, is, is it Mary who says, break them, shake them, and move on? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it's the fight. Uh, we, obviously, we're not going to go beat by beat. There's a couple of points in this fight that I really like. Uh, it's it's real high energy, which I think is good. Uh, and there's one very specific moment where, uh, in the foreground, Mary is thrown against the wall by one of these Akrita that she's fighting. And in the background, you just see John being carried down the hallway by a different <laughs> by a huge one. And then he's and then like Mary deals with hers, and then he's just thrown back into the frame again. It's very funny, uh. very good. And then the, to get this dude off of John, she has to uh, do like one of those jump up double kicks and then yeah, she does um, a nice little drop kick on this guy but and then lands and then directly, lands on, directly john. on john which is very funny um and then the scientist guy shows up and like screams at them in a weird way and i was like oh this is a bit like he can't fight and he's just trying to scare he's doing, them he's doing a bit because he's a geek but no no he they just they just fight them um meanwhile carlos and lata arrive at the the science lab they find the monster essence but are interrupted by uh one of the people by the fingernail girl uh yeah. from earlier um so the fingernail girl and I guess one of the insects 
grabs the monster essence and puts it in a uh, Resident Evil box, is what I called it. It's a, it's, that's a Resident <laughs> Evil box. That's certified. <laughs> certified. Um, and then we switch to outside, where Billy and Ada are in the van, and they watch this woman bring out the case uh, and get into her car. And I'm like, oh, we should probably get out of here and follow Putting that. monster essence in that suitcase is the entire plot of <laughs> Resident, Evil, Resident Evil. Like, one through seven, man. <laughs> like, yeah. it's that's just, all they do. And the movies, too. Like, that's not just the video and games. The movies. <laughs> Uh, just as they are about to decide whether or not they're going to chase this, uh, our our bug cop from earlier shows up, and uh, uh, Millie gets to hit him in the face with a baseball bat, which is very yeah. fun. No sweat. No, no sweat. sweat. No sweat. It says, I hope you have dental insurance. Jesus. Got him. <laughs> Fucking got him. That's one thing about, I know about the 70s, that the one-liners were everywhere. Yeah, uh, everywhere. Meanwhile, John and Barry have beaten up the scientists, and they run into Roxy along with two other Akrita bugs. Uh, Mary immediately breaks out the box and you can tell Roxy is like, oh, that thing's not going to work. And then it starts to glow and she's like, holy shit. Uh, but unfortunately, the box only sucks up uh, Roxy's bug. Uh, Roxy collapses on the ground. And then uh, one of the additional bugs, the the third bug, uh, does not die or he's get not, sucked he's in. He's not caught in the AOE. So he's, he's outside of the AOE range. Uh, so surprise, Roxy is not actually the queen. Uh, and then... Yeah. I think that was actually, that was the cool twist, because we've only seen this one main Akrita be, you know, doing anything of consequence. And I and I think it, it's cool that that, that was certainly not hard to see coming, but I liked it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like this too. Like, I think this was a good like, you know, switcheroo on you a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. More bugs show up, uh, and they they knock the box out of uh, Mary's hand, and Mary and John have to run into this this closed room and lock the door. Uh, and John re- immediately is like, "I don't think that door is going to hold them." And Mary posts up for a fight, uh, and instead of looking at the door, John just looks at Mary and references um, the night that they first met, where she's where he says, "Is this a normal night for you?" Uh, and she kind of looks at him, and then she notices him looking at her. And they lock eyes, and they kiss. They smoochy, smoochy, smooch. smooch. Uh, and then the bugs break in, and they're about to die. Uh, but then they're immediately sucked into purple portals again. Somebody is using the box. Uh, and Somebody s- with a full head of hair is using the Somebody box. Somebody with the full head of hair. I, a suspiciously full <laughs> head of hair. I went on the Wikipedia, and of course this is Samuel. This is, this is Mary's dad, uh, who is also Superman. Um, which I think is pretty fun. Uh, he was he was the guy from Smallville. If you didn't recognize him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I looked it up on the wiki once again, supernaturalwiki.com for your, all of your Wikipedia needs. The only the only supernatural Wikipedia that has not banned us from their service. Uh, <laughs> and they had a, they had a trivia section that says, unlike Samuel Campbell in seasons four and six of Supernatural, Samuel in the Winchesters does not have male pattern baldness. <laughs> It's just like, I understand that they're like, well, it's season six. It's so many years later. Like, no, 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 no. That's what he looked like in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What's going on here? Is he wearing a toupee? Just a, this is the funniest trivia note of all time. Um, oh. And he says, hey, kiddo, talking to Mary, uh, and then says, I can't believe you've got your tongue down that disgusting Winchester boy. <laughs> yeah. They're like making out. And it's like, <laughs> they, he's they, like this. I finally find a girl without a dad and her dad still interrupts my smooch <laughs> session. What the hell, man? Um, he collapses in pain. Uh, Mary rushes over. He's he's wounded. Uh, and then, but hey, we got him. We got this him. This is what the whole series basically been about. Series over. Mary can retire. Uh, Dealing with this one big bad, 
and finding our dads or or resolving this, these issues we've yeah. had with our fathers, right? Mm-hmm. And Mary has done that, and John did that to an extent. Yeah. And now they've and they've killed the big bad. Like everything here is resolved, which is cool because then that just makes you think, well, what the heck is going to happen next? Yeah, we've got six more episodes after this, my man. <laughs> like we've got we've got a ways to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we switch back over to the dig. Uh, we see fingernails. Um, uh taking the monster essence box into this dig site up to the spooky door. Uh, and then um, she like places it in front of something. We don't see what this is, uh, but she kneels down, opens the essence, which glows red. Like it's a fucking briefcase out of Pulp Fiction or Resident Evil, as we've mentioned mm-hmm. um, and says, uh, we can make this world ours, my queen. And essentially just offers the essence to whatever it is she's looking at, which once again, I don't think that we see. So, yeah. Um, pretty cool stuff. I hope it's a huge fucking bug. Dude. I just want it to be a, just the biggest bug. What if it's, what if it's Rowena? <laughs> Wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, is Rowena controlling the arena or is Rowena one of the arena? I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I just, dude, I just, I just want it to be a huge, disgusting bug. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what it is, I'll be disappointed if it's not do a you huge, remember, disgusting bug. Do you, I guess Rowena would be a cool twist. But do you remember where you fight um, an Elden Ring, where you you find the you find Fia eventually? Um, yeah, and you yeah. fight like the three guys there's three waves of enemies in a boss fight and if you do something you can fight a big black dragon or whatever um yeah. and that's like behind that like the wall to that arena is just a dead god like a dead squid god that's mm-hmm. what i want this to be i want this to be a Dude. living squid god that can't dead move. squid god that needs this monster essence to get its life back and even then it can only lose the little ends of its mandibles oh, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah. hell Absolutely. but it's still it's spooky and it's powerful and they're going to keep charging this sucker up and Dude, I wouldn't even care. If I don't, if I don't see a huge bug <laughs> by the end of this series, I'm going to smash my microphone. <laughs> I I am not going to comment on that. I would, <laughs> I, if even if we only saw the huge bug, like this fucking, I am talking like a, a four story building tall, huge bug. Uh, even if we, show me in silhouette, I don't need the, I don't need the juicy deets, but I want to know I'm in the presence of a huge bug. Even if it was only like five seconds and then the monster essence just made them into a human. You, yeah, you at least yeah. tried. I'm down. I'm dude, into even it. Even if it's only like 12 foot, I'll I'll take that. You'll take a 12 like, foot bug? You know, okay, that's fine. A 12 foot bug, it's got ups. It's scary. You know, I mean, you're, you know, 6'3", you can dunk on me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anything is big and imposing <laughs> at my measly height of, of merely six feet. Oh, Lord. Um, That's it. That's it for this episode. Uh, Any... I, I find this, we we talked a lot about, like, I think the themes of this episode at the beginning. Mm, I think we mm. talked a lot about uh, our feelings towards Mary and John and the journeys they're going through at the beginning. So I don't really have a lot to add at the end. Um, my my thing now is that I feel like uh, the thing I was worried about happening at the beginning of the series is now happening and that Lata and Carlos are being sidelined a little bit. Um, mm. We get we do have just like that one scene with Carlos and his description of his parents dying. I, I just want more. Like, I just, I just, yeah. I, I said it from the very, I think I even said it in our trailer episode. Like, I, I don't want this to be the John and Mary show, even though it is clearly the John and Mary show because it's called the yeah. fucking Winchesters. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully we'll see more of them. I mean, I imagine that even if we didn't in season one, they probably had grand plans for everybody. Um, I guess I, I will wait and see because I don't know. Yep. Um, 
any any final thoughts on this episode? Give me the bugs, Samuel. No, bu- I mean, I think this uh, John and Wint and and Mary are are really good at saying the things to each other that they can't say to themselves, and I think that that is a foundational center of their of their relationship and uh they finally just smooched we were tired of them giving eyes to each other john had a good cry and he was ready to smooch yep uh how do you feel about superman being samuel campbell any is that exciting at I all think, or you have any association I, uh, with this no uh, you know i i recognize that guy i can't think of his name tom something yep um, mm-hmm. tom Welling. i think that's cool because he's like a like a wb um guy you know, mm-hmm. icon or whatever you know he was on tv forever you'd see his face on magazines and stuff it is cool that they brought him back he's kind of part of that like that circle that family um i don't necessarily pop for it but it's tough because uh <laughs> you i can't think you of his can't... name but our previous samuel campbell he's also in x files yeah, yeah that guy's a, a grade a hunk i don't know if you know this that guy's a hunk in x files <laughs> Um, but he's bald as, as, you know, a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And that's disappointing that they didn't make this guy bald. How do you feel about, uh, well, we talked about it a little bit, but you, like Henry showing up didn't give you a big frazzle-dazzle either, right? You couldn't, you couldn't get your nut to that. Don't care, man. That's I don't what care. you were asking, is what you were saying. <laughs> this, is, this is like to be expected. Okay. We've been talking about this motherfucker since episode one. I don't care. <laughs> I already had that reveal back in season eight when I watched it on TV <laughs> the night that it aired. And I went, whoa. That's their grandpa? All right. Good to know. <laughs> that was years ago, man. I was probably a teenager. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap it up for Monster of the Week. Cool. Uh, thank you for... I don't know why I said that. That's really weird. That's going to wrap it up for another episode <laughs> of Monster of the Week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, presumably, uh, we will get good uh, feedback from our Winchester's episodes now that we've started to back up again. Um, I bet we will. Hopefully we do. We're Like I said, we're three or four into this, so we have no idea. Maybe people will tell us to stop doing it. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for continuing to support us. Uh, thank you for people chatting with us on various social medias. We have a threads by accident. I don't. People are, follow, yeah. people are following us on threads. I can't figure out how to update the fucking profile picture. Someone, someone, a, a, one of our oldest listener friends told us that I had to do it on Instagram. I'm not going to do that. Tell you that right now. Yeah. We'd rather go yeah. without. Uh, so we, mm-hmm. we do have one of those. If you want to, I guess, follow us on there. I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't like any of these new social media sites. And also I kind of mm-hmm. promised Tumblr that we wouldn't start in any new ones. And I now have broken that promise. So sorry, Tumblr. Wow. Anyway, uh, they've made a liar of you. Going through a lot right now, Chris. Uh, Going through, dude, you're going. You've got a lot on your plate, and I think it's time you gave yourself a break. Also, it's my mom's birthday, and she's kind of waiting on me to go hang out with the (laughs) cake. My mom's birthday. (laughs) Well, my mom's dead, so her birthday is more important. So, (laughs) well, well, (laughs) arguably that's not true. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with. um, I I think another one of these, right? A time for healing. Bye, everybody. You're watching The Winchies, now available on the Max app. No, it's not. It's available in the CW app, as you will hear, because they put that in the episode description this month, this week. So, <laughs> I'm watching it on Max. You know how I went through this with you live at the time? I was so fucking mad that I had to uninstall the HBO Max app to mm-hmm. reinstall a, mm-hmm. just Max. It doesn't sound good. It's not a good... I'm, 
I watched it on Max. I don't like that. I watched it on HBO. That's a like a, a thing that has meaning to it. But HBO Max at least had some something to it. Yeah, I watched it on HBO Max. If I say I watched it on Max, you go, what the fuck are fuck you talking Max? about? I, um, it's wild to me that they spent literally decades saying it's not TV, it's HBO, and creating a... And now it's not HBO, it's Max! <laughs> and creating a platform of, like, prestige television that towers, among, towers above the rest of, quote-unquote, normal TV. Like, they have some of the biggest shows in the absolute fucking world, no question, going back literal decades. And then they were like, nah, we don't need that brand. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs that brand? We're good. We're, we're good. We'll call it Max because everybody likes maximizing profits, right? It's, it's unbelievable. And I understand that this is the interference from Warner Brothers who have like thrown out entire f- fully finished movies in this whole merger that they've done. But um, I'm, I'm over it and I'm not happy about it. It's, I'm over it and I'm not happy about it are two opposite things. Those are, those are, there's two, you can't be in this, you can't be both of those at the same time, Chris. Either you're well, mad hey, about look it at me. Look or at me. you're over it. Jeremy, I finished Final Fantasy 16, so. I don't uh, know how you did that because the PlayStation. I, I, was off, I was on vacation for like six days. The PlayStation that I have says that I am uh, 68% of the way through um, and I've got. I want to say it was like I'm, I'm well above 30 hours. I think I'm like 35 hours mm-hmm. in, uh, mm-hmm. which seems insane to me. I was I was tickling 70, I think, by the time I finished. <laughs> but I did every single thing. Every I'm, single thing. I have been doing every single thing as well. I, well, uh, now you're going to have the same problem as me. And and some of those hours, like I do do that thing, as you know. Like I, uh, yesterday I had the game on and I got five phone calls so the game was just on yeah. in the background i wasn't even playing i was doing work because i was working from home but like i was playing the video the video game was on because i wanted to play it but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um that game is really really good i like it a lot mm-hmm. i wish that i almost wish that they would do something kind of crazy and wild for the side quest and just present it to me like it was a retro final fantasy game that would be extremely cool like all of the talking head stuff in that game is just it's not even bad content but the it's presented in such a bland manner that and you can it stops you in your tracks that's my biggest thing is that i mean in most games do this but there's nothing dynamic about it the camera's not moving with you yeah. it's, you are going to stop and the clive is going to come to a standstill and he's going to talk to this person and they're going to stand still while they talk back to him and, you know, the cutscenes are so cinematic, and some of those boss battles are out of control. But I've realized, you know, going through my second playthrough, that's the thing that I think is bothering people. Well, I, it, it was the only thing that really bothering me was, I feel like I'm now just standing here, and I'm there's like, a, there's like a second before they start talking to each other, where Clive's like getting into position, and he's shaking his tits around. Uh, and then, then they start talking. And then you like accept the quest, and then it's like silent for a second, and he kind of like crosses his arms or whatever he does, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it says quest accepted, and now you can move again. Uh, and it's not a huge thing, but I have noticed now having done everything, now doing it a second time on New Game Plus, I'm like, okay, this is what halts you when you're when you're because you want to be able to talk to the person, go through the conversation, and then boom, you want to be moving again. Uh, and then the other thing is there's no other thing to do. Everything yeah. that you do is fight. There's, there's no, I mean, and a lot of games are, are like that, but um, it's when I weird. Look at like Final Fantasy X, you had the um, mini games. You have, I was, I was going to ask you about those because there's doesn't, see, there's no, none of the like mini games that I associate with the Final Fantasy series of no, like no. Chocobo Racing or the weird 
soccer game that was in Final yeah. Fantasy X, and I just you know I, I don't even I haven't even played a lot of this stuff. You just kind of know it, and I was like, man, this seems weird that there's really nothing to do but fetch quest and fight and the fighting mm-hmm. is so good that i am mm-hmm. i'm not really complaining like i'd like to do the fighting the fighting is fun yeah um and there's so many different fighting styles and i get that that is that's what is at the core of this game that is what they have built as the center of it but just being able to do something a little bit different to break it up you know i still i'm still interacting with this game and i'm still doing something with it uh but it isn't just swinging the sword um that all being said see i i i found that the side quests were rewarding, especially the further you go in um, because of the content of them, like the written content of them, what they're saying to each other, what you learn about the world, what you learn about the characters. I f- and then the rewards you start to get as things, as storylines progress throughout the game um, that I, f- I found rewarding in the side quests. It was just those like moments where they presented to you and it's just flat. And I'm like, this, I mean, Clive's voice actor is crushing it all the time. Yes, he but is. But he's just, yeah. but then Clive's just standing there. <laughs> yeah. It's, stuff. Again, it's just the presentation of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. very, very bland. Like, it's it's classic, like, oh, this guy's going to speak. It reminds me a lot of, like, later season Supernatural, where you just got people, mm-hmm. like, we've, we've joked about this, right? Like, where yeah. they've, three-fourths of the screen is Jensen Ackles' head, and it switches to yeah. three-fourths of the screen, which is now Jared Padalecki's head. <laughs> like, it's just yep. a lot of that, but without any of, like, the fun and excitement of a Supernatural episode. The, yeah. the content is good. Uh, it eventually gets good. I complained about the side quest being like real, real bad fetch quest. And some of that stuff still exists, but like, it's like you're fetching something for your sad blacksmith to make him happy again. Like you get, right. you get nuggets <laughs> of kept seeing a tweet that was like, people stop showing the blacksmith things. It's making him depressed. <laughs> <laughs> he just saw a spoon for the first time. And now he thinks all his work is crap. <laughs> it's so miserable. That dude is such a, he's, just, he's such a cry baby. He's, he comes off as this like super gruff dude, but it's like, no, he sees like one blade sharper than he could make. And he's just, like about to slice his wrist open it's fucking crazy man (laughs) dude uh game is good though like it's wild to Mm -hmm. me that i have like two more ability trees for our spheres to unlock i kept looking at those throughout the game i'm like are you kidding me i've played this game so much what do you mean yeah there's more (laughs) like i haven't um i don't think it's a huge spoiler to say like you get different elemental powers as you play the game but like i got the earth powers at one point and I, I just looked at the descriptions of every single one of them. were like, none of these are for me. I didn't use any of them. I didn't equip a single one of them. It's hard to break out of the ones that you get used to. Like, it's... Yeah. I, especially, I was just sticking with all the Phoenix ones, all the fire attacks. Like, that, I was... I would master those and then remap them to my other um, yep. mm-hmm. icons just because I, I was most comfortable with them. Cut to me now on, on New Game Plus, I'm using basically a completely different setup. But it took me a long time to start experimenting. And what got me to experiment, and you'll eventually run into these, is those chronolith trials mm-hmm. where they're timed trials where you can only use specific moves that it gives you based on each icon. And you oh, have a certain neat. time limit in which to, yeah. to do them all but like pulling off certain attacks will give you bonus time and stuff so those went from being really frustrating to really interesting once i kind of like got into the flow of them and helped me learn what each move set is good for and it's, it's very interesting i um I, I could see that being really really cool uh because that would just uh, just giving you a reason to use because it's overwhelming like every icon yeah. has what five skills minimum and and you get like i'm up to like like five or six of those so there's like 30 skills and you don't really and and, you, and just like you said like you can just uh you can not remap it what i'm about to uh 
respec you can respec all of them mm-hmm. so like you can invest mm-hmm. in really heavily in one and be like this sucks and just get all of your points back and then just invest it into another thing so it does encourage that experimentation but also i don't want to do that i want to fight <laughs> i want to kill things right. and so right. like i don't want to spend right. time doing that um i'm pretty much uh my, my big strategy now is lightning rod i really really like lightning rod love love a good lightning rod lightning rod is so good especially with the uh wind skill where you just have like a seventy thousand claws and then combined yeah. with ignition i so like using the 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 titan version of the seventy thousand claws where it's just like a seventy thousand punches um oh, it's so very I dynamic I you can just see that nail that fucking triangle or square button and just pop God, those so combos up yeah. the uh just the, the combination and then I think what's really pulling me through the game is uh, the story, and and like it's not a particularly original story. I don't think like I'm not mm-hmm. we're not doing like brand. It new actually things. reminds me of um, Supernatural in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Uh, um, but I'm just really curious what will happen. And so far, the bombast has been elevated at every single point. So I'm just expecting the final fight to be just like something yeah. comes through my TV and slaps me in the face because it's, it's been really it's interesting too. Because I actually I beat the game and then. Before finishing all the quests, because I just got to a point one day where I was like, I just want to beat. I just want. I just want to see what the ending is. So I beat the game, uh, and I had my reaction to it and my interpretation of it. And then I went back and I did the last, no joke, like twenty side quests. There were so many side quests at the end. Um, And then I beat the game again and had a completely different reaction and interpretation of it, which was really cool. That's. It was a good experience to have two different interpretations and reactions based on what i had done or what i hadn't done and now going through new game plus i'm seeing all these things and i'm like oh my god so it's the type of thing that if you want it there's so much you can dig into here and so much you can piece together uh and if you're not really interested in it that's okay too you can just you can just kind of take it at face value and have fun with it yeah i think it's um i'd be curious what like speedrunners are going to do with this game just because it's Mm. it's a it's a lot of skipping through (laughs) cutscenes i haven't really watched ever watched a final fantasy speedrun especially not any of the like modern modern ones so i don't know anything but i'd be curious how that would look because i've seen the final fantasy 8 speedrun or seen like clips of it before and people will beat that whole game in like eight hours but um that's still that's a long speed run that's always what turns me off about like lengthy speed runs like i've got about two hours is about my max on a on a speed run and then i'm like okay well i mean is it really that is it really that fast mr man i think (laughs) eight for all the criticism that eight's battle system gets obviously it's my favorite game but um it's so it's the type of game I think that's really suited for a speed run because the the junction system and the way that you can build your characters and that is so unbelievably broken and that just makes it super super fun depending on your perspective if it's you know some people think that this is so broken it's stupid it, you know it removes any difficulty from the game but I love it I love just going <laughs> and doing the exact same like setup thing every time I start a new game uh, and then being insanely powerful by the time I get to like the first boss I just I love I live for that shit it makes me feel good yeah no I, I'm I'm with you if I, I really I love to be able to have broken builds in a video game it's the thing that really gets me into playing like roguelikes and stuff like uh binding of isaac is really good for this where you can power your character up so like the last few floors of a video game like you're you're literally bricking your switch because there's so much shit on the ground on the on just going yeah. across the screen like you know bullets the size of the screen are going by like it's just you can do bonkers shit and that's always the good good part hades is like that hades has a really good like um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a complementary skills that work together. Mm, Synergize. Mm. Like some really good synergies to like all work together. So that's I'm my shit. I'm learning a lot about Final Fantasy 7's battle system right now. I played this game all the way through 
twice, but I think the last time I did it, I was seriously, I was 14 years old. So basically 20 years ago. Right. And there's so much I did not understand about the materia system. I knew there was some like complicated things. Like you could equip a really powerful summon and you could attach that to a mimic skill so that another, you cast it as cloud. And then uh, Barrett will also cast that after you could set up all these little things. And I knew about like the highest of high level ones. Cause those are the ones you'd see in the strategy guide or on forums or whatever. Mm-hmm. But even just now I've been like messing around with it and I have a 32 year old's brain and I can, I know how to read uh, and just, you know, figuring it out. Okay. Like if anybody in the party takes, gets attacked at all, cloud will defend them and he'll counterattack. And I have four counter material set up. So he'll counterattack four times and wipe out. It's like, you can just build all these amazing little things that I, absolutely did not understand as a kid um and i'm having a lot more fun like messing with that kind of stuff than i typically do when i play final fantasy are you you're not that's not the remaster right you're, you're doing the original uh, i'm just yeah. talking about the original yeah. yeah uh and the originals and and i imagine this is the same for all the pixel remasters that they just released as well you can just like put up like times three speed so you can just just crush grind through battles i'm like all right i want to level this specific material up or this person up let me just like quickly go fight for five minutes this would have taken me 45 minutes back in you know 2003 but now i can just do it in five minutes and then i move on to the next thing and um it makes those games like that aspect of it, like messing with the battle systems, makes that so much more fun because it doesn't require as much of a grind anymore. Uh, you can just hop in and, and have fun with it, and that is, I think, bringing to life the um, the quirks, I guess, of yeah. the nuances of the battle systems that I just never really paid attention to when I was younger. I uh, I think I did this before the podcast. Uh... But I was streaming the Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, you texted me that, and I'm I'm pretty sure that was when they when it, when it first released on had PS4. To be. Had to be, which was like yeah. 2015, 2016. Yeah, and uh, I mean I can just go look at the videos because I put them up on YouTube. Um, mm. th- and uh, I I had a really like I was really kind of engaged in all of that because um, I was it was just super like it and like the fast forwarding system where I could be like oh I don't have to like watch all of these things like I get it. Yeah. I can, but I don't have to go through the whole like thing and watch every single. It's bit. funny how, some, in some ways, how simple th- that story was. I was always so confused by it. There's some twists and turns in Final Fantasy VII. And I was just like, huh? And watching it now, I'm like, oh, this is incredibly e- easy to digest. Uh, <laughs> I guess mild spoilers: the game just lies to you about some stuff on purpose. Perfect. Um, but also, the translation's a little weird. It was what ninety seven, ninety eight, you know. In, uh, Japanese English translations hadn't been nailed down quite yet, so a um, little bit a little bit of wackiness in there. But otherwise, I'm just it's just funny to play it so many years later and just the breakneck speed at which this game is taking place. Because it took me months to get through it, and I texted you. It took me like I had like a 99 hour play file by the time I finished. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, it's been 10 hours, and I'm halfway through the game. Yeah, I've got. I started publishing those videos in December of 2015. Um, wow. I, also, I also forgot that they let you name the characters in that. So it's uh, and chat named all of the characters Claude, uh, or the the main Damn. character Claude. So instead of Cloud, it's Claude. You should go. You should stream that. I'll stream that with you. I'd love to walk through Final Fantasy VII with. You. I bet it would be fun. Yeah, we could we could definitely do that, especially in the fast forward stuff. Uh, I remember uh, there was a girl I worked with at Babbage's. Uh, she was if I had if I had hung out with her more, she would have uh, been my like intro to anime stuff. But like she was the yeah, only yeah. person I knew that did like a- anything related to anime or like JRPGs. And we worked at a video game store, so like obviously like we're tuned into that stuff. But that just wasn't my, really my jam. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I remember her bragging about how she had maxed out the time in her Final Fantasy VII save. 
uh, and I went to her house one day for something. I don't remember. She was not like, we were never, we were always like friends. Like we were never, yeah, like right. there was no. You're allowed, yeah, you're yeah, a lot different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know who I'm, who I'm saying that to right now. Like, I don't know. It was 1998. We were friends. Um, anyway, I went to her house for some reason and like she was, her walls were covered with weird anime characters and, uh, and she showed me like some final attack thing. And I just remember her like being super into it and me just being like, <laughs> you just you have to watch this whole thing <laughs> like you go you take this is a 45 minute cutscene. for I used one to attack do that same shit to my friends <laughs> hey guys you have to check this out and then one day this kid who was like a friend of friend you know we were friends now but he it's okay to then, have friends we weren't very huh it's okay to, it's you can be friends it's okay yeah yeah well, we're friends now back then we were we were super close but he was at my house with somebody else uh and he's just I whatever people were playing on the computers and people playing PS2 and he just he had his own PS2 memory card and pulled it out and had like maxed out his Kingdom Hearts 2 file yeah uh, and I just look over and he's doing all the shit I'm like wait what are you doing he's like oh, I brought my memory card I just had it in my backpack or whatever and I'm like dude what and that kid still loves all that shit but I, I've like never heard him talk about it I've never heard him bring that shit up just that one time where he was like oh yeah I maxed out I have everything perfect in this one <laughs> random anime game. <laughs> Uh, do you, uh, oh, I wanted to tell you something, Chris. I have two things that I want to tell you. Uh, I have a, a, a a disappointing fact about me and an interesting discovery, um, that is not about me. And you can choose either one of those to go, but I want to tell you both of them. Let's start with the bad one. I guess the disappointing one, uh, a disappointing fact about me is I started wearing Crocs. I, you know, I think in 2023, that's cool. That's cool. Now, as long as, uh, I think I think maybe you're not allowed to wear them in socks. I think that's the rule. I don't know. You, you, you can't ask me that, but I think, I, I think that's okay. I think Crocs kind of count as sandals, and you should, definitely should wear sandals with socks. So I would no. say no socks. I uh, I wore them. Autumn got them for me because we do so much barn stuff and like walking into the gravel or into the yard or whatever. Like it's actually a pretty decent like outdoor shoe, uh, which leads me <laughs> to my interesting discovery because one day uh, I go outside and I go to put on my Crocs to walk to the barn and my Crocs are too small. And I say to Autumn, did you hide my Crocs? And she says, no, I did not hide your Crocs. Why would I hide your Crocs? I'm like, <laughs> did your dad take my Crocs? I don't understand what's going on. These Crocs are very small. And she's like, Jeremy, you're saying the word Crocs way too much right now. I need you to back <laughs> off. But also, no, nobody has touched your Crocs. And I'm like, look at these Crocs. And I'm like, pick up my foot with the Croc on it and show her. Like, it doesn't fit my foot anymore. The Croc is too small. Uh, and then eventually, <laughs> found out that crocs will shrink in the sun (laughs) (laughs) i did not know this i just left them outside in the hot summer sweet summertime and it they fucking shrunk they don't fit me i had to buy a new pair of crocs now autumn has two pairs of crocs because they basically are her size that is crazy (laughs) (laughs) never in my life had shoes shrink in the sun before i was blown away by. i thought you were gonna say my feet are somehow still growing (laughs) no no, yeah i went up to a size 16 and i can no longer wear jordans wow oh wow that's good to know about crocs hey psa for any any of you people out there leave your crocs outside don't do it don't do it don't should we winch dude let's winch are you ready to that sounds like a, like we said Merle. That sounded like a little nasty. Yeah, but winch. winch. Yeah, winch. Because you have to make sure you say the I because you don't want to say yeah. it with an E, and then it yeah. sounds just really really bad. So, uh, notes. Where did my that's notes why go? we're bad boys. We are. I told you I was like, listen, we gotta go quick today. And meanwhile, I talk about Final Fantasy for a full twenty minutes. <laughs>